Welcome into the I Am Fuzzy podcast. If you are not familiar with what this is, this is my podcast where we talk about what I want to talk about because it's my podcast and not yours. Um, sorry if you felt offended by that. Uh, yes, Karen, I did receive your email um, about how your children learned the words that I said. And I'm sorry, this is an adult podcast. This is for 18 and up over. We will say such words as fuck, shit, and other certain languages. Um Viewer discretion is advised, as well as listening discretion is advised. If you're at work, probably not the best podcast to have on, unless you have some really good earbuds. <laughs> but anyway, I have an amazing streamer with me over here at the I Am Fuzzy podcast. We like to show light and showcase streamers within the communities that I am a part of. I like to bring people on board that kind of haven't had a spotlight to be able to do so. What I, who I'm going to bring on today, if you haven't already checked her out, her name is Redundant30. She is the most awesomest potato streamer you have ever seen. Uh, but before we get into having a conversation with her again, guys, I have to pay the light bills. I'm sorry. I have to pay the light bill. I don't want to get the water cut off. So if you guys want to go check out glitchenergy.com for all your energy needs, please, please do so because every second counts in gaming. Zero sugar, zero calories, and zero lag. 226 milligrams of caffeine for your energy, and also 300 milligrams of alpha size, which does help you focus within the games that you are playing. Again, that is it for the sponsorship of today's video. Welcome on into the stream, Redundant30. Hello. So, now... I also, you know, when I like to start the podcast, I like to, you know, maybe throw a little shade, just a little tea. Mm -hmm. um, over here at the I Am Fuzzy podcast, we are Legibaqua Premium subscribers. <laughs> so um, I have a little tea for Red today, which is kind of funny because I didn't talk to her about it before we recorded. Um, when I first met Red, I thought Red absolutely despised my being. My existence <laughs> in life was like her mission to kill me or something. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. I was like, I, I remember I asked one of my friends, I was like, was she mad at me? Did I do something wrong? <laughs> like, do I need to send her flowers? Like, no, I was I just concerned. I just have resting bitch voice. That night, you were, I don't know, man, you were real angry at something. Dude, I don't even remember. I don't remember what it was, but I know it was playing COD. I think it was just COD. It was probably just COD. That's why I don't <laughs> play the game anymore. <laughs> I barely touched that game because it just is so frustrating. I, I think it was COD that day that really uh, did it in for both of us. Mm -hmm, um. Mm -hmm. On the podcast today, we're going to get to know a little bit more about her, what she stands for, the games that she plays, the creator program she's involved in. We're going to give her an opportunity to list her social medias, talk a little bit about her life. There will be serious questions, but there's also going to be the fun ones that I throw in there. You already know if you guys are listening to the podcast right now, you already know I throw in the crazy questions. And yes, we will hit that number 10 spot. I'm speaking it into an existence again. Um, I want it to be 2000 and, you know, 11 again. I can dream. <laughs> so basically, I'm going to start this off. Um, go ahead and say who you are, where you're from, and um, a random fact about you that nobody knows. Oh, man, that nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, my name is Red or Dundant, whatever you call me. 
kind of splits up between communities, but most people call me Red. Um, I'm from a small town in New York um, called Pinebush. Not very exciting, um, but I currently live in Texas. Um, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> I uh, am really honestly just like a huge homebody who likes to spend time with their kids. I have three kids um, and a husband who works on the railroad. And um, a fact that nobody knows about me. Mm, yes. Let me think. Uh, and now this fact can be anything that anything. you might that anything anything yes i feel like i've told everybody my facts about me that's why i'm like struggling to think of one um well i mean i guess like one of the I, one of the more common things that i typically talk about because everybody always brings it up whenever i uh, tell them that i play on controller uh i I, I injured myself playing a lot of sports when I was younger. And when I was in high school, my senior year, I um, got nerve damage in my left hand. I am left-handed as well, so it's been it's been a struggle. Um, and three of my fingers don't really work on my left hand very well. Um, so I play majority of my games on controller, which surprises a lot of people. Um, and I also get a lot of shade for that for some reason. But, um, yeah, I... I have a partial disability in that hand, but I like to think of it as not a disability because I can still do everything I need to do. So that's a that's a fact. All I'm saying is you do not have a disability in that hand because the things you be doing on hunt. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and it's I it's thirty thirty ish years of controller expertise, so that's just muscle memory at that point, I guess. <laughs> I I. I came across uh, Red again with the Call of Duty thing, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to Red Stream. And it was on TikTok. I was mm -hmm. I was at work, and I was having the shittiest day of my life, of my life at work. Excuse me, I had a burp there. Um, <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. That's getting left in. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how professional this podcast is. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, I do have my professional editing, but you know. I like to leave random stuff in like that. Again, viewers, you already know this. Welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> ASMR for you. Um, I was having a really bad day. I was like, you know, I'm scrolling on TikTok, scrolling on TikTok, scrolling on TikTok. And I'm like, what is this potato doing? <laughs> and I, I had got sucked into your stream for 30 minutes. Did not know that both of my employees had left for the night. Okay. And my front doors were open in the store, but nobody came in. Thank goodness. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I was like, Red, you have sucked me in. <laughs> I think you I think you were playing Resident Evil. I think it was Resident Evil. It might have been Resident Evil. No, it was Hunt. You were playing Hunt. Oh, okay. I remember now. It was the first time I, I met you, you were playing Hunt. And then like when I started coming around your streams, I was watching um more of the Resident Evil stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was lurking in the shadows like a weirdo. Um, <laughs> you know, just a creep. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we all are creeps sometimes, one time or another. You know. So, so the next question I'm going to ask you, um, mm -hmm. which is it, again, the questions are going to be weird. I apologize. Um, I like to start it off with a funny question. Okay. Um, we'll definitely get your social medias and stuff out there later in the podcast. Also, talk about some of the platforms you're going to be doing. But this one that I, I do want to talk about, 
um, which I know is going to lead into a discussion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your virtual crush? Oh. <laughs> God, it's Leon Scott Kennedy. <laughs> now, oh, now, um, if you haven't been to a red street <laughs> recently, um, I was in there. You know, I offered to say I'll help help you mod. I know that like times are tough when you're doing stuff in game and you can't really be in your chat to to do things. I have no problem helping you out. And I was I was kind of getting bored, and she started talking about Leon, and it was when she's playing Resident Evil, and she was saying in vivid detail. Um, <laughs> the things that she wanted you to Leon. So, I I created a uh, <laughs> a couple <laughs> um funny little things you could do with Botrix uh in her stream, which is to check how horny you are for Leon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and also that you can slap people's asses because Leon said it was okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> That's all you're going to say about Leon today? Listen, okay, I can explain. I I like I really can't explain, but I can I'm going to try. So Res- when I started playing Resident Evil, I was in high school. Um I did not play scary games. Like I owned a GameCube all the way up until my senior year of high school and then I got a Wii. So like I didn't play scary games. The scariest game I played was Luigi's Mansion. Let's just let's just start off there. And that game did scare me. I got jump scared several times in that game. Um, so when I saw that they had released a version of Resident Evil for the Wii, it was RE4, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I- I'm going to try it. And um, I was scared shitless. <laughs> I was so scared to play that game. Um, I remember there was a part like right in the beginning where you're walking down into the town and there's a zombie inside the this little shack on the left-hand side of the road and I did not want to move forward. Um, but then like Leon's character said something and I was like, it's just a video game. Like, why am I freaking out about this? Like, Leon's right. I don't know what he said, but it sa- he said something to reassure me. And I don't know where the obsession with him came. I think it was after, one, beating that game. uh, But two, it was all of, like, the animated movies. Like, his character goes through so much. And I have, like, this, like... I have this, like... What is... I don't know what the proper word for it is. But I have... I want to say obsession, but that sounds really bad. (laughs) But I have, like, this... you can say obsession. It's an obsession. Yeah. It's fine. I, it's I have fine. like this obsession with with people who have traumatic backgrounds and they come out on top of it. Like I don't know what it is, but it's just so it's like such an attractive quality to be able to like just even just function after everything. And like it's like any game that I play that there's a character that's like that, I instantly like have a connection with them. Um, and then of course Leon just like looks fine as hell. So like there's 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 that, right? But on top of that, he's also like he has got so many layers to him. He's like Shrek. He's got layers like an onion. And I just I don't know what it is, but like whenever he says things, I'm just like, oh my god, like yes, I yes, I agree. And I don't he could tell me, redundant, go jump off that cliff right there. And I'd be like, How do you want me to do it? <laughs> like, 
I can't, I don't know what it is. Like, I just feel like, cause I feel like he's done so much to protect the people that are around him. And I think that he would do the same thing for me, which is a very like, you know, selfless thing. And not many people are selfless. So it's just a huge turn on. I don't know. And he's my, he's been my virtual crush. I think since senior year of high school. You know what? It's it's an underdog story for sure with Leon. Mm-hmm. And I get the correlations to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. I just want to see the man slathered in baby oil with a towel. That's it. I just mean, nothing but are, a towel. There are nude mods for RE4. I know. <laughs> I know. Not I not me them. having them downloaded already, but I'm not playing them yet. It's it, it's it's fine. It, it's <laughs> it, it's it's it doesn't exist. It's fine. It doesn't exist. Um, but it, it's it's funny how uh, somebody can kind of come into the into your chat, and that's another thing that I, I really want to kind of give you your flowers on is no matter what you've seen on social media or anything that's going on, you still make sure that everybody in your chat is having a good time. Everybody is engaged. You, if you miss a question, you go back and like, I'm sorry, I missed that. Um, a lot of people aren't really like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's one of those things where um, it also leads into the next question about being an introvert and an extrovert. Um, you're one of those people that makes people really feel inclusive, which is amazing to see and I got to kind of give you your flowers for because I struggle with that Mm -hmm. I come from the competitive gaming scene so it's hard for me to also you know I'll have the announcement later which we'll talk about it Um, (laughs) I um I struggle with that it's it's something I've always thought okay maybe it's my ADD maybe it's something else Mm -hmm. um I just always could laser focus on something get the job done and then I didn't really focus on the three other things that were going on around me. Um, but this this goes into this kind of question is, do you feel that you're more introverted or do you feel the aspects of your life are both? Um, me as a person, like in real life, I am a huge introvert. I um, like I I don't necessarily enjoy like in the real world i should say like like when they used to do like like for example they used to do the icebreakers at new jobs that was like my worst fear like was them asking me the icebreaker question and then i'd just be like i don't want to talk to these people (laughs) like i i i have such a hard time with um like i could i can hold a conversation but i am so uncomfortable the whole time that i'm in the conversation if I don't know the person if I know the person it's not a big deal so I I like to always say that I'm an introverted extrovert so like if I know you and I like you I will I will be extroverted but if I don't know you or I'm in a setting that I'm not comfortable with I want to leave (laughs) like immediately um and that's how I've always been my whole life like I I never was a social kid um I was kind of forced into being social because I played a lot of sports because my dad wanted me to play a lot of sports. So I was forced to be social with kids my age because of that. But I think it also kind of turned me into an introvert because now that I'm an adult and I can do whatever I want, I don't have to like interact with people. So it's like, cool. Like I can choose who I want to be extroverted with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's, it's just kind of the same thing with me. Um, 
I was more extroverted, but the thing was, is that I always thought that everybody was my friend. I was one of those people that like, I would just go talk to somebody. But as I started getting older, I kind of became more of an introvert because I realized that people suck. Like, let's just be honest. It's like certain people, they suck. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I was used and abused in situations that um, really shouldn't have been used and abused in. Right. Um, but it's it's part of learning in, in life. Um, I always hated those icebreaker questions, but yet mm-hmm. I love talking to people, getting to know somebody. But I hated doing something like that or like public speaking. Hate it. But yet I, I like to talk to a random person that's on a plane. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's it's a weird thing. Also, with friends and stuff, when I first get to know somebody, I'm, I'm, I am really reserved. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to live my life. If they don't like me, they don't like me a cup of tea. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Like, if they don't mess with me, it's okay, whatever. Um, th- this next one is a funny question for you. Okay. Um, if you could have any spirit animal, mm-hmm. dead or alive, what would it be? Did you say spirit animal or speared animal? No, not a spirit animal. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my lord. <laughs> no. I was like, why are you asking me if I want a spirit animal? A spirit animal. There we go. Um, Probably an elephant. Mm, just because like elephants never forget anything and i forget everything in my life like i'll forget like what i was doing five minutes ago um also they're like elephants are actually really like loving animals um i know like sometimes they show like like it the whole thing with like elephants being brought to the circus and forced to being in like the circus like life and then when you see them like when they get freed like that I relate to that. I relate to that scenario. Not that saying I'm in a circus, but like just like that I can run free and I can be caring and loving. And I don't know. I just think that elephants portray that. A hundred percent. My, my, if I could ever have a spirit animal, my, mine would be a dragon. And there's mm. certain, there's certain aspects of why. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, dragons really don't trust people. Mm-hmm. Um, two, they have thick skin, mm-hmm. and there's actually four reasons. <laughs> Third <laughs> is is they can fly, and fourth is they like to hoard things. So with me, I I always had this weird obsession with hoarding like trinkets, like keychains, and like random objects that I found in the middle of hiking somewhere. Um, like just yeah, random doodly bobs. And and dragons are those type of people that they like to hoard things. So I like to hoard knickknacks. <laughs> That's my thing. That's fair. Um, we're gonna talk about streaming. So, okay. um, and it's gonna get a little serious here. Um, but in the streaming space, from my perspective, um, I feel that a lot of women gamers get a bad rap. Mm-hmm. especially ones that are actual gamers. Um, there are girls out there, girl, go get your bag. I ain't, I am not hating on you. Um, but being in a space where you're being your authentic self 
mm-hmm. um, being your potato self, <laughs> do you feel that you're getting good representation or do you feel that you you're, there's still some stuff that needs to be done? There's definitely still stuff that needs to be done. I mean, I, it's funny cause like, you know, I, I have a very large group of streamer and gamer friends and um, I, they always like, it, it's the same thing. And even when I was in the workforce, like people would always be like, you're just like one of the boys. Like, I mean, I grew up and I, I would guess you would call me a tomboy. I don't really, I, I just liked like what all the other dudes did. And I was like, this is way more fun than like whatever the traditional like girl roles were. Um, so like whenever I like meet new people, people forget that I, I experience a lot of discrimination again in the gaming world like people forget that because i just like i'm just me like i don't i don't show i don't have to like fight for being me in my own friend groups um but just on the internet as a whole um you know i get people i've had trolls come into my chat several times um attempt to like insult me but like i think they fail to realize that i don't give a fuck about them i don't know who they are um so they attempted to you know troll me because i was a woman um i've had people in voice chats harass me i grew up in cod lobbies so like has it gotten better i think there's more people who are understanding now but i think the people who still act that way are louder so there's a lot of work that needs to be done in order for girls just to be able to play a game on the internet without having being harassed by like misogynistic or pick me girls you know yeah it's one of those things where i my i agree with what you're saying Mm -hmm. um i disagree on one thing and it's Mm -hmm. i I wish that there there was these companies that are out there that they oh we're 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 inclusive blah 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 Mm -hmm. um especially algs there hasn't been a female algs team ever really Um, which is, there's some women out there that actually my apex coach. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, she, I was having some trouble in, in, in tournaments and I was trying to think what I was doing wrong. And I found this person on fiber, uh, fiber. And I said, Hey, I kind of like your vibe. Um, is there any way I could, you know, you could teach me. I did not know she was a girl. Mm -hmm. Nia is her name. She has literally won every single competitive women's tournament or been in the top three and she's going for algs next season just to prove a point to the dudes and that's the type of women i like yeah like the ones that are like "Mm, no you think you're gonna win this you're not she's even she's even went into like incognito (laughs) in some (laughs) of the tournaments Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, just to prove a point and i love that shit like i i want to see extremely powerful not extremely powerful. That's not the right word. Um, I like to see women being their authentic self and, and dominating a male-dominated sport. Yeah. Ex- especially for, you know, anybody, especially my the BIPOC community. I, I really think that representation is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a, a supporter of that community even before it was a thing. Um, we I just called it my – it was my community. Yeah, I grew I grew up a, a little bit about me is that I grew up in multiple places. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in South Carolina, North Carolina, Montana, California, 
really bad spot in California, by the way, <laughs> on Compton Street and Crenshaw. Oh, um, so I was the only white boy there. So mm-hmm. I, I got to know a lot about Hispanic culture, Indian culture, um, black culture, um, and, and multiple other, other races that were out there. And I, I learned a lot from them. I learned some of the best cooking recipes mm-hmm. from my noni. I call her my noni. Uh, no blood relation whatsoever. Um, <laughs> but I learned all my recipes from her. And, and she was an amazing woman. So it, it's one of those things is like, I wish people kind of opened their eyes to it. And mm-hmm. it, I don't like I don't like to talk about it too much. But I just wish people would open their eyes to people that are actually women in the space that actually know how to game. Yeah. <laughs> that aren't doing a hot tub stream. Being said about that. Yeah. But it's no offense, girl. Get your bag. I'm not hating on you. Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) Go get your bag. Do your thing. Um, I I totally agree. Like, whatever category you excel in, do your thing. And I know this is going to be, again, like I said, random ass questions are going to get today. (laughs) Tell us, this is going to be more of a serious one. Tell us a little bit about your family. Tell us about your husband. Um, How many kids you have. Uh something funny about him you can do that i just want to we want to get to a little bit know a little bit more about red sure sure so like i said i grew up in new york um my uh mom passed away when i was three and uh it was very unexpected she um and my dad didn't really handle it that well um i grew up in a very emotionally abusive household and um i You know, unfortunately, my my dad was an NYPD officer and he took a lot out on us, like me and my sisters growing up um, that happened at work. And then I'm sure also because, you know, he lost his wife unexpectedly. Um, And because of that, I grew up. This is kind of where like my my introvert personality came into play and my uh, me not wanting to be confrontational or just be like a people pleaser. I just wanted to like get to the next day, you know? And, um, when I met my husband, my husband actually went to the same high school as me. Um, and we didn't date in high school, but like, I had like the hugest crush on him in high school. I have this thing about like calf muscles. I don't know what it is, but like my husband had, he still has really nice calves, but like he had really nice calves in high school too. And, um, he, when we graduated, I went to, um, a small college, a state school up in New York. And then he went to the Merchant Marine Academy in New York and, um, he had gotten sick and had to come back home for a few, um, semesters and take some community college classes. And when I was on break, he had actually reached out to me and asked if I wanted to go see a movie, but it was also with his, he invited me and his ex-girlfriend from high school. So like in my head, I was like, oh, like they're going to like get back together. And then I'm just like the awkward third wheel. So I was hanging out with his puppy the whole time. But I didn't know the whole time that he uh, he also had like a crush on me. So <laughs> we like just picture this. We're at the drive-ins and we're laying down in the back of um, his mom's SUV. And he has his puppy at the like the his puppy was eating rocks the whole time. I had to keep stopping him because I didn't want him to get <laughs> not, I, the, not the eating rocks. He was literally <laughs> eating rocks, and I was like, "Stop! Like you're gonna fucking get sick." So I I was like laying there, and we were watching Up because Uphead just came out, and um, 
my the girl who was his ex-girlfriend was a friend of mine from high school who I was in choir with. And um, so, like, I knew her. We were friendly. And I'm laying there next to her, and then he's on the other side of her. And I feel a hand on my back. And I thought it was, like, my friend being funny. And then I looked, and both of her hands were on her stomach. And I was like, this man is rubbing my back. And I didn't know, I didn't know how to process this because I, had, I hadn't had a boyfriend in, like, well, actually, that's not true. I was, I was actually technically dating somebody then, um, technically speaking. Um, and uh, so I panicked, and I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. And I, I ran out of the back of the car, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why was he rubbing my back? Like, why was he doing that? I thought he was oh, going to no. get back. Like, I was like, I thought he was getting back together with his ex. Like, I was like, I was so, so for the rest of the evening, I sat on the very edge of his mom's SUV <laughs> so he could not rub my back. And I like I, I held his puppy the rest of the night, and he was like, "You can sit back in the car, like if it's uncomfortable." I was like, "No, no, 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 it's fine. Like this is really actually more comfortable." Like I, I just made up some reason why it was more comfortable to sit there. So, you know, we he drives me back home, and he texts me like a few weeks later, and he's like, "Hey, um, I didn't mean to make things weird the other the other day," and I was like, "Oh." what are you talking about? Like just playing it stupid because I didn't want to, I didn't want to like bring anything up and then like, you know, have word vomit and start saying like, I have a huge crush on you still. So I didn't say like, we didn't talk for a while and I was dating this guy that was a complete douchebag. And then one day my, uh, my husband, he texted me and was like, Hey, I'm going to have some friends over. We're going to play some poker and just hang out. Do you want to come over? And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Like I'll come over. So I pull up to his house and I'm the only person there. There's no other cars there. And I was like, this is the right house, right? Like I'm at the right house, but I had forgotten my cell phone at work. So I couldn't text him. And my dad offered me his phone. So I, I called his number and I was like, I think I'm outside your house. He's like, Oh shit. I thought you were like, not going to show up because you're like, you know, an hour late. And I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm bad at being on time. <laughs> So I go like I go in the house and I was like, so where's everybody else? He's like, oh, yeah, everybody else canceled. And we just like both stood there for a few seconds. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's no way that he literally just tricked me into coming over here by myself. Oh, no. So mind you, um, there was another night that I had come and hang out with him. And I had we were watching movies downstairs in his basement and I was sitting in his dad's rocking chair and it was like one of those old rocking chairs, like the wood ones that were not comfortable that like just looked pretty. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah. I was really uncomfortable sitting in it. And then he was like, you can come sit next to me on the couch. But I was like hardcore crushing on him still. So I, I like, I didn't want to hurt my friend. So I was like, no, you're, this chair is actually like really comfortable. It was not comfortable. I was, in, it, was not. it was not comfortable. And he was like, like, I could see, like, the disappointment in his face. Like, he was like, oh, okay. And, like, we just, we literally stayed up and talked and watched this movie until, like, 4 a.m. And my dad called me. He's like, you better show home. You get home now. Because he knew I was over at his house. And he's, like, I'm sure my dad's, like, thinking, like, what are they doing over there, you know? So I left. And then, you know, I come back for this, quote, poker night that nobody fucking showed up to. And um, I ended up drinking with him. And I just, every single intrusive thought that came into my head came out of my mouth. And I, <laughs> I was like, I had such a huge crush on you in high school. 
I didn't say anything in high school because I just was like awkward in high school. I was like, I still have a crush on you. And like my sober self was like floating over my head saying, shut the fuck up. Why are you telling him this? And he's just, <laughs> he's just laughing. Like he thinks it's like great, like hilarious. Um, and then ever since that night, like we just hit it off and we started dating and then we got married. We have three kids um all boys because you know it's a sausage fest here there's only one taco in this household and it's me (laughs) um so you know and it's just it's turned into this like because like you know if you if you would have asked me like let's say 15 years ago and told me in 15 years you're gonna be you're gonna have three kids and a husband i probably would have laughed in your face like, I, I probably would have, like, died laughing thinking you were joking. Because I, was, I wasn't, like, a man-hater or anything. But, like, I just was, like, not, like, I went through, a, like, a really hard period before that, before I started dating my husband in my life. And, like, I was just, like, there's no way that anybody would ever want to be with somebody who's as fucked up in the head as I am. And I'm Hispanic, so it's like a double whammy. Like, I'm already crazy because I'm Hispanic, but then now I'm also, like, crazy, crazy. <laughs> like, there's no way. So, like, it's just crazy to see how things turned out. Um, you know, now we don't we don't live in New York anymore. I, sometimes I miss New York, uh, but then I remember uh, prices in New York, and I don't miss it as much. <laughs> so, Oh, um, I don't. I, I When I visit, I'm like, hmm. It's a nice My place to account. visit. My bank account's gonna hurt me today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a nice place to visit, but it is um, there's too many for me. There's too many memory bad memories there that I don't want to revisit. So I'm like, I don't really want to live in the area or near the area that I grew up in because it's just gonna remind me of like why I left, and that's not gonna be fun for anybody. So yeah, like it's a nice place to visit. Like I'll go back and visit, but I I don't want to live there. I don't think ever again. Same same though with. There's a certain part in California. It's called Kalinga, California. Mm-hmm. I never want to go back there. Mm-hmm. I hope that place burns. I feel you. A fiery pit of death. And it's an oil field farm. So I hope it just get, lights on fire one day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and just gets wiped off the map. Right. Um, <laughs> we are at our halfway point, guys. And you already know what it is. It is the song of the day. Actually, it's the song of the week. I apologize. It's the song of the week. Um, I like to kind of spice things up around here. We have songs from country artists. We have songs from Christian artists. We have songs from everywhere. I am a melting pot. As you know, I am a DJ. Uh, I like to play music that I like to play. So we're going to actually check out this song. It's it's by Willem Belli. It's called Fries. Right after this song, we will be right back getting right into the podcast. Took me out to lunch, girl, said it was your treat. The waiter took my order, you didn't want to eat. Businesswoman special, burger fries, no tea. I looked down at my plate and it dawned on me.
you guys want to check out that song, it is again Willem Belli's Fries. Um, the reason why I picked that song was because of Red. And I was like, potatoes, fries. But then I was like, wait, Red has three kids, and I know if she makes fries for herself, I guarantee those kids are still fries. Yeah. That's yep. fair. It's fair. That's fair. Or tater tots. Mm, tater tots. <laughs> but it's it's a it's one of those funny songs. It's basically about her and one of her friends that uh went out to a club and she they were supposed to go like out on a, like a date thing and she ordered fries and her friend ate all of her fries. <laughs> Damn. That's <laughs> you know. It it is what it is. Now that we have the song of the day, some of you that don't know this and I and I, I do know it, which I'm gonna pretty much say it. Um Red actually sings. Now, if you haven't been in one of Red's karaoke nights, I suggest that you get on her karaoke nights. Cause it's actually really fun. <laughs> I was in there vibing. I was at work and I just turned it on. I was like, I'm being serenaded at work. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a fun time so if you guys want to go to kick.com slash r-e-d-u-n-d-a-n-t-30 you can check out those streams uh believe it's twitter.com slash r-e-d-u-n-d-a-n-t-30 it's all redundant 30 if i remember correctly yeah yeah i i think the only things that are different from kick and Twitch is um I add TV at the end of my handles on the yes. others. So, but I'm like literally the only redundant 30. Like you will not find another redundant 30. I only found one redundant. I really like if I ever like get to a point in my streaming career that I get partnered or whatever cuz like partners can ask for usernames to be like taken away from people. I might drop the 30. I might. I don't know if I'm going to do that because, like, I've been redundant 30 since AOL, like, instant messenger. So I don't know if I'll drop the 30. But if I ever got to that point, I might just drop the 30 and just be redundant. Kind of like the redundant 30. I know. Me too. That's why I'm, like, so torn. Like, do I just get rid of the 30 or, like, will I change my entire identity change because I dropped the 30? I don't know. Multiple personality disorder becomes your new disorder. No, Probably. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, truthfully. Um, <laughs> you got to know a little bit about Red. Today we're going to talk about some topics and stories of my life. Um, and I do have a little bit of announcement. Um, first and foremost, guys, I do want to express that mental health is important. Um, if you are ever feeling some type of way, please reach out to a friend or somebody that you trust to have that conversation and confide in them about your mental health or seek professionals. There are a lot of resources online as well as available right on your fingertips on your phone. I am an advocate for mental health. That being said, I've been on a journey for a while. Now this journey has had twists and turns. Um, when I was younger, unfortunately, I was diagnosed with something that wasn't really what I was supposed to be diagnosed with. Um, I actually got diagnosed with um, aut basically autism, but I'm on a spectrum that's different from being fully diagnosed with autism. It's the a ASD. Um, ASD has different levels. There's one, two, and three, and they put me at a level two. 
Now, there are a lot of things that Red knows about that, being that she is an advocate for autism, as well as other things that we'll, we'll definitely let her have that stage for. But I wanted to express that just because you have a diagnosis doesn't change who you are, doesn't change the person you are. Yes, it does uh, clarify some things in your life that maybe you were struggling on, but don't let something like that um, dictate what you can do and what you're capable of. Because take it from me, being the age that I am, I have achieved a lot of freaking things that people thought I would never be able to do. DJing for thousands of people, going um, to venues, doing all the things that I did, meeting artists, streaming on a platform that I never thought I'd be able to, you know, I would never have two people show up. There's things you can do. Winning a tournament, I never thought I'd win an Apex tournament. There's goals and things that you can set that really don't discourage yourself. I like to tell people, please don't ever be discouraged. Always learn from your lessons. But on a less serious note, <laughs> um, I don't want um I don't want to leave on that note. But basically that's what I wanted to let people know. Yeah. I always let people know a little bit about me and a little bit that's going on. Um I was scared to come out with that diagnosis. I was freaking out. I had a full panic attack in my car. Um, after my psychologist and my doctor's appointment, um, I did all the tests. They had me do these written ones. They had me do verbal ones. They had me do, um, oh, what was the other one I did? I, was, I did like 15 different tests. Um, they also gave me a bunch of questions about my mother and father, um, which I didn't know. I didn't know anything like that. So <laughs> basically, long story short, I was supposed to be diagnosed on the spectrum of autism when I was younger. I didn't know that my parents basically said that they didn't want that put on my record. Now, looking back where I am now, I wish it was because it would have explained so many different things that I struggle with. Um, I'm really good at focusing on things. I'm really good at getting things done that need to be done. But when it comes to me, I'm not like that. But with other people, I am. Um, <laughs> also, also being, you know, a, a jack of of all trades. Like, I know how to edit. I know how to make music. I know how to produce things. I know how to um, sew. I know how to make clothes. Like, I know how to take apart a car. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I know how to build a computer from scratch. Like, I know a lot of different things that that some other people are like oh it doesn't amount to anything it really does amount to a lot mm -hmm. um i learned that my toe tapping the things that i was doing was actually those traits and my you know my parents just thought i had an audio processing disorder i couldn't figure out why when i went out into crowds of people i would just be overwhelmed by all the sounds like like at carnivals i love carnivals but I would get so overwhelmed and so hyper-focused on one thing that I liked that I would have like almost like a panic attack and breakdown. Um, and my parents, unfortunately, they didn't know about that. At the time, you know, when I was born, they didn't really have a lot of the research that is, you know, prevalent in the 2000s. Um, 
I was going to say the 1950s, 1900s. I would be right. In the 1900s, they didn't really have <laughs> stuff like that. But in the 2000s, they, they have a lot more with that. So basically what I'm trying to say is that I don't use it as I don't use any of my disabilities as an excuse. I've never been like that. Unfortunately, I did have a dad that pushed me. He pushed me very hard. That's why me and Red kind of had the same story. Um, I had a dad that pushed me extremely hard into sports, extremely hard into everything. I hated them. Um, I loved to go get on my dirt bike and race, which I did make a career out of that. I made money doing that. He didn't like it, but I made money doing it. My mom loved it <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because me and my mom would go ride bikes. That's what we did. We loved it. We loved dirt bikes. Um, so back into the, to talking about Red, because this is, a, again, this is podcast is about Red. Getting to know her. I do like to share my story because remember what I said earlier, it's my podcast and not, you know, you know, not being condescending or anything, but she knows, she knows where I'm coming from. Um, I just wanted to share that. And, and me and Red have, have talked off of, off a of stream and off of the podcast about it. Um, and it's something that I really wanted my viewers and my listeners to, to know that it's okay. And it's it's not something that we need to stigmatize exactly yeah <laughs> i got real deep there for a minute no welcome but you said, to the podcast red <laughs> you said you said you said good shit so <laughs> welcome to the podcast <laughs> where we go from happy sad and into the in between yes <laughs> yes um we're gonna get back into a little bit of questions that i want to do before i do in the podcast is there anything like new and up and coming in gaming that you're maybe a part of uh yeah i actually uh just got accepted into the creator program for a new game called the bornless um it's a horror fps game uh still in like really really early alpha uh not even in the beta so it's 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 a work in progress. Um, I tested it out um, yesterday, but like some of the servers weren't quite ready for matchmaking. So um, I didn't get to try out all the modes that they have available for this play test. But uh, this game's looking like it's probably going to be coming out sometime in 2024. Um, and it's on Unreal Engine 5, so it looks amazing. Um, very different than what I expected, because I expected more so like another Hunt Showdown, which is like one of one of the main games that I play. And um, it's very much so not like that. It's the, the generalized theme is like a Lovecraftian horror type theme. Uh, but that's pretty much the only like similarities, like the horror aspect is the only similarities between hunt and this, uh, this new game, the Bornless. So yeah, I, uh, that was just news this week on, I think on Thursday, I, I had applied to the program and they emailed me the same day and, um, it's crazy because I'm in I'm I'm in this creator program with some of my favorite Hunt Showdown streamers who are like partners and Crytek partners and it's just like wild that they would even consider little old me, you know, just my tiny little community that I could also be a part of, you know, this amazing new game. So that's pretty exciting. I definitely think it's well deserved. Um, you you do do your own content. You do do your own stuff. You post it on social media. Um, 
I think that's that's where it's it's stemming from is that your audience is that type of genre. Mm-hmm. I know you hate to admit it. I know. <laughs> but, but I didn't ask is, for this. <laughs> it kind of got put on you. It did. It did. <laughs> which which is completely it's completely fine. Like with me, um, I love playing Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. but everybody wanted me to play Apex. Yeah. So I kind of just got stuck into the first person shooter genre again. Mm-hmm. I come from that background, which I get. Um, but like all my friends are like, oh, you should play Counter-Strike. Oh, you should play COD. Oh, you should play this or you should play that. And I'm like, I, I want to play this. The spooky gold killer <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, like, but I, I get it. Um, we're going to talk about books. Okay. Because I didn't, I mentioned it, but I didn't. We didn't really get to talk about it. Um, Red is kind of like a multi-tool. <laughs> like like me. Um, you know, playboy, philanthropist, entrepreneur, <laughs> streamer, um, mom, Kennedy, <laughs> Leon S. Kennedy lover, <laughs> um, possible cosplayer, writer, <laughs> recording <Yeah>. artist. Like... <laughs> Like, I got a honest, lot on my plate. <laughs> honestly, talk your shit because, like, it's I- I'm amazed that you can keep up with stuff like that. So, uh, the books that she has available, if you guys want to check them out, they are available on Amazon. I will let her tell you what the first book is to like start off on, so you can kind of get immersed in her world. And if you kind of wanted to explain a little bit about it, I'd we'd love to hear it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I actually I went to school for creative writing and journalism. Um, I was a double major. Um, and ever since I was a kid, I always felt more like myself expressing myself through writing. I still have a very hard time formulating words when I'm just like talking to people. So writing has always been something that has kind of been like the easiest for me to do just because I'm able to formulate thoughts and put them in words and then edit them. And like, I can't do that in real time when I'm talking. So, um, with my novels, um, I the first book that I ever wrote <clears throat> was uh, "Burn Our Houses Down." It's a trilogy, so um, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, there are three books in the series. It's "Burn Our Houses Down," uh, "If I Lose," and "Painted Red." And um, the story itself is vaguely about the Wendigo legend. If you don't know much about that, Wendigos were um, a Native American leg- legend where Uh, somebody consumed human flesh and then they would turn into these like monsters in the woods that would mimic human voices to lure people into the woods so that they could feed. Um, And I say vaguely because I write what's called magical realism. So it's not necessarily supernatural, but if it's more so about how the, how the people around react to supernatural like things happening around them that's that's what majority of my books are about really at their core um i also have um a standalone book called disenchanted um which is similarly once again a magical realism book about a man who can't die and a girl who has telepathic powers none of which are explained Um, It just, that's just who they are and they are living in a world like we live in um, and trying to try, just honestly trying to survive um, from people who are trying to use these 
odd abilities about them against um against them and trying and trying to hurt them so there's that uh the burner houses down series is roughly about the wendigos uh and then i also have um a short novella novella out called positive uh it is uh mostly that one is uh like a post-apocalyptic novel about um a cure microchip that gets implanted into everybody in the United States. And it's supposed to prevent any type of illnesses from affecting you. So everybody stays healthy. Everybody dies from old age. There's no diseases that kill anybody. Uh, and the chips malfunction one day and people start passing away in droves from these conditions that doctors once treated. However, now because the cure chip was invented, doctors are not are far and few between. Um, so those are just some of the, the novels I have out. I do have also some short stories and poetry and nonfiction that are out there in literary magazines across the internet. Um, I do have a website. Uh, it's kg kdgstorytelling.wordpress.com. So if you if you have any interest, maybe not in the novel length of stuff, there are some shorter pieces out there for you too. I am. I'm excited to pick up the trilogy. So as soon as I get paid, I'm picking up that trilogy. Hell yeah. Uh, I am going to pick up the Kindle one, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I'm also buying the physical copy because I am definitely shipping it to your house and being like, fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I'm a weird person that likes books like that. You yeah, can I get judge that. me all you want, guys. Um, it's my kink being judged. <laughs> um, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> no, you're, you're totally fine. Um, the, the one that I'm interested to, to read um is is the um the positive one positive mm -hmm. and negative yeah i'm i'm interested to read that one because it's kind of i like those genres of books and like when you were explaining burn burn our house down like those type of like i like suspenseful weird novels like that mm -hmm. where it's like it's descriptive but also like you can kind of make your own just you kind of paint your own picture yeah um, I, I love those type of books. It's the same thing with like the reason why I liked The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe because you really didn't know how things looked. Right. They were novels that like you kind of had to paint your own picture of what they looked like. Um, yeah. A lot of like the, uh, what's the other one that I liked? Um, it was a Stephen King book. It was, a, I can't remember what it was about, but I read it. it. It was one of those ones where I was like, oh, Stephen King actually like didn't word vomit. <laughs> descriptive details in this book it was nice um i like the ones that are like you know it kind of lets you paint your own picture in your brain mm -hmm. um that's my type disenchanted yeah. sounds really interesting i didn't even know that was one of yours so mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to like check that one out too <laughs> that, that one's kind of cool like i wrote a companion short story to that one just to give some backstory on a different character in that novel but it's it's a standalone in itself like that that book you can read front to back and not have to worry about oh there's a first book that i didn't read or the short story like the short story is this supplementary like it's not anything that um you have to read to understand what's going on in disenchanted that, that was one of my favorite ones to write honestly the doctor yeah the good doctor, the good doctor. <clears throat> yeah which um ironically enough a show literally stole that name from me so <laughs> Like, I was like, what my sister was like, yeah, I'm watching this show called The Good Doctor. I was like, that's one of my short story names. <laughs> so. um, 
are we gonna have to go make them sign an NDA? And, I'm uh, probably pay the gonna. Potato? Ha- yeah, you're gonna have to pay me for that title. <laughs> like it's copyrighted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I. I I know a lot about the LLC and like copyrighted stuff because mm-hmm. I've had to deal with it before. So. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it's it's a nightmare and a half, but. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah. Got to protect your intellectual properties. I always tell people if you are a streamer, get yourself an LLC. Mm-hmm. you're protected um last but not least again i hate to end our conversation here because me and you could talk about leon for another four hours <laughs> we could talk about how you made an ada thirst trap i did and how i now i'm questioning my sexuality <laughs> um we can also talk about how uh you stream as a potato which we didn't even mention it's true we did not mention uh, the potato we did mention the potato. Well, we did mention the potato. A little um, bit. A little bit. <laughs> but Redundant is one of those streamers that I applaud her for it. Is if you're having a bad day, instead of not having a camera on, she puts on a filter. Um, which is completely fine. And I applaud her for doing that. Because some streamers would be like, I'm not putting anything but my my stream on. Mm-hmm. Just, just my window. I don't want my camera on. But she's, and it's funny because sometimes the potato, re, like, I, I start watching the potato more than what's going on on the screen. Because <laughs> it's funny. Because, like, sometimes you'll look over and it's like, boom, side eye. <laughs> My brain's, like, it, it's, it's weird like that. Um, but let them know where they can find you. And then I have one last question that we're going to end the stream with. And then that is it. Sure. So um, I do live streams Monday through Friday on kick.com slash redundant 30. Um, I also co-stream on TikTok. So you can also find, you know, short form content over there as well as on YouTube, Instagram, um, Twitter, threads. Did I miss anything? There's like 8,000 social media sites now. (laughs) 8,000 different social media. Literally. Literally. I do also, though, I still stream on Twitch. Um, I do game reviews over there on Sundays. Um, so if you are, you know, not a kick viewer, um, there is at least one stream that you can catch a week over on the purple app. Um, but for the most part, if you want to catch me anytime live, it would be on kick.com. That is where you can find the red. Um, again, I want to thank red for coming on the podcast having some fun, getting to know a little bit about each other more. Um, Red is definitely a person that I do consider a friend, first and foremost. Um, if she needed something, I definitely would be there for her as as hoped that she would for me, which she probably would. And she'd be like, go tell Kennedy, go tell Leon about it. <laughs> um, again, me and her have a warped sense of humor between each other. If you see me in the chat, don't judge me. Don't, don't judge me. Judge him. <laughs> um, <laughs> mommy cake no uh, <laughs> anyway um the last thing i like to do and it's something that is kind of serious um is i like to ask this person this question um and it's something that can help you kind of spar spar up stuff in your brain and, and help you to to process things in life um it's what is your proudest accomplishment um this is gonna sound like probably super corny but I think my proudest accomplishment is making it into adulthood. Um, you know, I've mentioned several times that 
I didn't have the easiest childhood. I didn't have the easiest time growing up. And I remember thinking when I was in high school that there was no way I was going to be an adult. Like I would never make it to that age. And I am now 33 with three kids and married. I have several books published. I get to stream and play video games and take care of my kids. Like everything that I'm doing is an accomplishment in itself because I never thought I would get to this point. So I think that's probably my biggest accomplishment is making it into adulthood. Definitely. It's, I, I can't stress it enough. And again, it goes back to everything that I said earlier, guys. Um, don't be afraid to celebrate your accomplishments. Don't be afraid to toot your own horn. Um, I've, I've spoken with some of my friends that are streamers and they're like, well, I'm not, I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that. And I'm like, look at the accomplishments that you've already achieved. You have 360 followers on a platform when you started from zero. Celebrate that. Celebrate what you have here and now. Um, and, and that's what really life is about. Again, guys, you're going to get the ups and downs here on the podcast. I want to, again, appreciate Red for coming to hand her her flowers also let her know that um i will be getting her a full body pillow sent to her house <laughs> um of the one and the only leon oh, um what a man that i will be making sure that is scented um for her pleasure um don't tell her husband um i hope he doesn't listen to the podcast because i'm probably gonna get jumped even though i wouldn't mind him jumping me <laughs> TMI, oh well. <laughs> um, I appreciate you being a pal, being a confidant, and having some fun here on the podcast. If there's any last words of wisdom you'd like to give everybody, let them know now. If not, we will say goodbye. Um, I guess the only thing that I would say to anybody listening out there is that just be yourself because at the end of the day, that's who you're going to have. And trying to be something for somebody else is going to be exhausting and you might as well just be you. So be you live your life. You want to be a potato streaming video games, be a potato vi streaming video games. Ain't nobody going to stop you. And that's on period. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, um, anyway, <laughs> we will see you guys in the next stream. This is your boy, DJ dark fuzzy, AKA fuzzalina. AKA AO Fuzzy, AKA Dark Fuzzy, more AKAs in a sorority. <laughs> I love y'all. Again, I love to love and I hate to hate. I will see you in the next one. Until next time, this is your boy signing off. Goodbye.